everybody, meaning everybody in the football world, other than those who closely follow the Pittsburgh Steelers, ends up being completely wrong about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Good morning. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. It comes your way bright and early every weekday if you're into hockey and or baseball. I also offer daily shots of Penguins and Pirates in the same place that you found this. I did a national radio hit last night, ESPN Radio. Q Myers and Emmett Golden, guys I've been on with before, really, really good football guys. Can't recommend listening to them strongly enough. Uh, there's people that I've done radio hits with in one direction or the other who don't come prepared, who aren't armed for a real informative conversation as opposed to just you know pulling stuff out of thin air. These guys are good. And if you're interested in hearing the segment, I'll attach it, the URL, the link to it, uh, everywhere that you find this episode of Daily Shot of Steelers. But they came with the same stuff. Okay. They came with, what do you think of Kenny? What do you think of the quarterback? And when I gave what I thought was a, a pretty fair answer related to not only what some of Kenny's shortcomings were as a rookie, but also what's happened since then. Stuff I've shared with you about the nature of his throws, the usage of the middle of the field, the way he's spreading the ball around. The follow-up question, and again, this is this is the right question to ask, is, well, within the AFC North, where do you rank him? And I go, I go him dead last. I mean, where else could you put him right now, in the here and now, not making predictions, not supposing what he might do or what the others might do? Right now, Joe Burrow's ahead of him. Lamar Jackson's an MVP. Deshaun Watson's achieved more than he has. Of course he's last. But that doesn't mean, because that's the real reason that you're asking the question or that any of us would ask the question, that he's going to be that. The subject turned to some of the other players, the younger players on the team, especially since George Pickens had himself a pretty viral week. Darnell Washington we talked about. And the defense came up. Again, I'm not sharing with them anything that I haven't already shared with you as to observations about the personnel in particular and how it's going to take time that they might not necessarily have to figure out who will be the true compliments to T.J. Watt, Cam Hayward, Minka Fitzpatrick. I guess you can put Alex Highsmith into that category now as well, or at least close to it. You still need seven other guys. You need them to be in the right spots. That still remains to be seen. But that's the view. That's the view of people who are looking into Pittsburgh's camp from a distance. They see and they feel that there's a either bad or mediocre or even just slightly mildly above average quarterback at the helm. And as they pointed out correctly, I thought, on this episode – That's going to be what colors the perception 
of this football team. We've talked about it here, right? About the betting line. Betters don't overthink stuff in football. How's the quarterback? Okay, I'll take that team. That's it. Is the quarterback healthy or hurt? Hurt? Okay, I'll take the other team. That's It's just playing averages. It's playing numbers. If the caliber of the quarterback determines, I don't even know what the number would be, but let's say 70% of all NFL matchups, you'd go broke trying to overthink stuff and go on the other way. Now, none of this matters. That's worth emphasizing every time this subject arises. None of this matters. None of what any national person, whatever, thinks matters. None of what I think matters. And I'm around the team. Because ultimately, yeah, they got to go beat the 49ers. That's it. They've got to beat the 49ers. And from there, they can either learn some tough lessons, things that they might not have done well, things that San Francisco might have exposed and just become a better football team along the way. The most encouraging thing I think that you can say about these Steelers, including through almost a week now of the team being in pads, including yesterday and including, by the way, tonight's Friday Night Lights that's over at Latrobe Memorial High School, not at St. Vincent College. For those of you who are going, don't be going to the wrong place. That happens a lot, incidentally. It's that there's upside. Now, that's not at every position. That's not every player. I'm not expecting Cam Hayward to hit new heights. I'm not expecting Isaac Selmalu to hit new heights. But I think it's both fair and reasonable to expect that you're going to see that from the younger guys. To look, uh, not the ones that we mention all the time, but someone like a Pat Fryermuth and say, hey, what if Fryermuth were to have himself a top 10 tight end season? There's people who watch him and say that he should be a top 10 tight end. What if he were to match that with production? That's the challenge in evaluating these Steelers right now, but it's also the good part when we come back, J1Q. Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG, is a personal injury law firm in western Pennsylvania that represents people hurt in car accidents or who need help with workers' comp or medical malpractice. When the attorneys at LGKG make you a promise, they keep it. They've been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. LGKG's been AV rated, the highest rating a law firm can receive, and They've been designated super lawyers. That's actually a thing for over 15 years. It's a rare combination. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them by visiting lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. LGKG. from Kirk, who opens up by saying, DK, love all your podcasts. I listen while exercising. I appreciate that. I appreciate, by the way, all of the entries that have come since the one time I've mentioned it, letting me know how it is that you're listening to Daily Shots. I've gotten some pretty interesting responses so far. All clean. 
I should add. All of them. Kirk asks, with this being Kenny Pickett's first full season, how much will he play in the preseason compared to other established quarterbacks in the division? I'm sure it'll be more than them. And does that concern you? Uh, Kirk, I'm not a big bubble wrap guy. Uh, I, I know that there are a lot of people, especially in football, and doubly so when it comes to the quarterback who are. If I'm Mike Tomlin and I'm weighing the risk of injury versus the risk of not having my offense prepared enough in general for the season, uh, I'm, you know, I'm going with the latter. I want to see all of these guys. And that, by the way, applies to the defense, too, since, as I've mentioned many times, there's so many different people in so many different spots that you want to make sure that they're becoming as familiar as possible with their own, uh, not just how to execute, but also how to communicate and everything else. Uh, One thing that gets a little bit, I don't know, I guess lame is the term, is hearing every year after the opener, and it's usually the defensive guys who do this, everyone talking about how, man, we just didn't communicate right at all. We really need to figure out our communication. And then by week two, they do. How about doing that? Before there's a real game, that would be a welcome thing. And the same goes for the offense. I want to see this offensive line come together. I want to see these tight ends become integrated into that offensive line. I want to see the running game get going. I want to see, you know, Kenny Pickett make plays. And a lot of his plays are on the run. Theoretically, he could get hurt at any time if you want me to say the unsayable. He could. I'm watching him in Latrobe this week. Any number of things could have happened. Look at what befell Corey Trice Jr. You know, Trice was all he did was turn in the direction of a collision between three people. He wasn't even directly involved in the play. He was trying to get involved in the play. He turned, his foot had been planted, there he went. You just, you can't, you can minimize the risk. Yes, you can You can diminish it. But you're also running other risks by not having your offense prepared. Let me throw out a pretty obvious example for you. What if Kenny misreads a blitz? What if, Someone else fails to pick up a blitz, whether that's an offensive lineman or a tight end or even the running back. You know the way to solve that? Practice it. Get out there and do it. Otherwise, someone's going to come from behind and send Kenny into the next century. And then the criticism will be, oh, they didn't practice it enough. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We're going to do another one of these on Monday. And then next Thursday is that first preseason game down in Tampa. I'll be flying down to cover that as well. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.